Welcome to the Mind Care Podcast, where the mind, brain, and body meet. Here's your host, Glennis Bretherton. Hi, everyone. I'd just like to introduce to you Vishal Gupta. And Vishal is in India. But instead of me introducing uh, Vishal to you, I think I'll just hand you to, to Vishal and he'll fill you in on what he's been doing and who he is and what he's up to in the future. Hi, Vishal. How are you going? Hi, Glennis. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's always, always, always an honor and privilege uh, to talk to you. And uh, I must mention the wonderful work that you're doing in Australia and all over the world, which is affecting in a very positive way the lives of people. So you're an angel, Glynis. Oh, and, uh, thank you. That's, that's really sweet. You know, and, and by the sounds of it, you're doing some amazing work yourself, um, you know, around mental health and spirituality. So would you mind giving us all a little bit about your background? I know there's more to you than meets the eye. So it's interesting, you know, to find out more about you. Well, I'll be I'll be a little short in this because uh, I don't like to talk too much about myself. But yes, to give a background, I'm a computer engineer and a lawyer by profession. But uh, somewhere early in life, I realized that more than profession, uh, there was something more about life. I was I had everything in life, but I was not very happy, uh, and I also mm-hmm. suffered from depression for seven years. Uh, for which I was under medication. And uh, fortunately, I'm one of those few ones who uh, came out of medication and completely recovered from depression. So um, I have a story to tell. I have a lot of understanding and experience on understanding what happens to people uh, who suffer from mental issues, depression, stress, anxiety, because I had, I went, I underwent all the different kinds of medication possible: allopathy, homeopathy, uh, Ayurveda, naturopathy. Um, uh, I even went for divine intervention to the Himalayas to meet enlightened masters to heal myself. So whatever I could get my hands on, every possible healing technique uh, in those seven years, I, I, I went because I was so desperate to come out of it. And I must mention, Glynis, that if given an option between physical pain and mental agony or mental depression or any mental issue, uh, mental issues are 100 times unbearable, more Mm. painful. Mm. So I have made it my life's mission, therefore, to share, uh, help, assist, support uh, as many people as I can to for them to come out of their mental issues. And one of the best ways is to write books. Yes, yeah. And I know that you have, you've written numerous books and we can get into that because I'd like, you know, our listeners, our podcasters to know um, where to get your books and and to have a, a read of them because um, they kind of sound pretty cool. But with, with your journey, Tell me more about that. And, and and how did your journey influence you to help others and uh, take you on um, your future work? Yes. So um, I suffered from depression in 1988. 
to 95. Okay. Now, in those days, uh, going to a psychiatrist in India or anywhere in the world also, uh, barring a few countries, was considered a taboo. It was considered uh, as if you know a person has gone mad. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, it is a, it is a very uh, bad thing to go to a psychiatrist. People would hide the fact that they're going to a psychiatrist or even a counselor, a psychologist. Yeah. So um, I was very young and uh, during maybe at 16, 17, when the body changes, you know, you're becoming an adult from a teenager, there are lots of changes in the body. Mm. And uh, my research tells me that there are three ages when uh, there is major change in the body and where you are more likely to uh, get into a chemical imbalance. One is 15 to 17, the other is 42 to 44, and the third is 60. Mm -hmm. So, so um, fortunately, unfortunately, I was young and uh, without any reason, you know, just chemical imbalance in the body. And uh, uh, I suffered. Uh, I just uh, became a different human being. Uh, I was doing very well at 16. I was in the top three in my academic uh, class. Ex extremely well I was doing. And within a year, I started uh, failing my exams. I would not like to meet people. I would I'd become irritable, frustrated, no concentration. In fact, even suicidal. Mm. Um, I, could not, I would not wake up in the morning. I would not have energy to wake up. And something had gone wrong. So after a full thorough physical checkup, uh, um, the doctor uh, very politely told my parents that uh, it seems to be a mental issue rather than a physical issue because physically I was all right. And that's when uh, my seven-year struggle began with uh, my mental issue. Uh, I was uh, on 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 uh, medicine, and uh, even though I have the highest respect. Uh, for psychiatrists and the mental you know, the mental area. But uh, still, a lot of work needs to be done on that because we don't know too much about the mind. Mm. Uh, we can't, nobody has seen the mind. Nobody knows the mind. Yes, we know the brain. We know the things we see. But the, the things we can't see are thoughts. Uh, and the mind is not the brain, let me tell you. The brain is different. The mind is different. Mm. Uh, even, even though the brain... Uh, is required to access the mind, the mind does not exist in the brain or around it. Mm. So, you know, the first myth that uh, the brain and the mind are the same, no, they are not. But yes, it, they are. Uh, the brain is the hardware used to access the software called the human mind. Um, so I will not get into the theory of mind, but uh, the journey therefore then began. And I did even go through electric shocks and whatever treatment was available that time. But uh, after going through, like I mentioned, all the various pathies, um, ultimately, um, a lot of support from my parents and uh, uh, house, that was one very important factor in my recovering. Because, uh, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to help uh, people suffering from mental issues because they look normal yes. on the face. And uh, people think they're lying or they're joking or they don't take it seriously because they look normal. They talk like normal people. So uh, I got a lot of support from my parents. That was number one. Number two, I went back to nature. So uh, I truly believe that nature 
has a lot of has all the answers not not lots every answer is there in nature so i started sitting in the sun grounding myself i started hugging trees uh, i went uh, i changed my diet to more of uh, leafy vegetables and which had enzymes and exercising more yoga more breathing mm-hmm. practices namely pranayama more and i gave my body enough uh, time space and nutrition to heal itself ultimately clinics we have to realize that medicines are just support systems mm-hmm. the healing has to be done from the body the body itself heals itself that's interesting if uh, that that is really um fascinates me that that you've said that and and you said something before that you did everything so the body could heal itself so that means to me what i i can hear from that is you've basically set up the environment you you've kind of said to your body in a way you know well here's the food here's the sunlight here's the nature this is what i'm doing for you body go heal yourself so it's um it, it's holistic isn't it really it's it's absolutely yeah. right clear so mm. human beings are mind body and soul mm. and we have to give food to all three so i will tell you for the body we have to give it um we have to give it vitamins minerals and enzymes i repeat mm. these three are the most important things and i can assure you 80% of the planet the bodies are missing these three things Uh, as you know vitamin d uh, i i would say 50% of the world is, is has the deficiency in vitamin d mm. uh, so yeah. and if when we have cooked food uh, cooked food uh, is dead food so we have to have live food uh, which has enzymes so um <clears throat> for body you have to give it nutritious food and by nutritious food i mean live food like fruits vegetables green vegetables a uh, green leaf green leaf free vegetables and uh, uh things like that that is for the body mm-hmm. for the mind you have to learn meditation and you have to learn how to quieten the mind and and basically focus the mind the, the best thing to do is to learn uh, meditation techniques mm-hmm. there are many uh, prevalent nowadays books are there courses are there and for the soul prayer prayer is very important you have to have faith in a higher energy a higher being or it could be anything you know it could just be your god so i attacked my mind body and soul all three it was a holistic attack and uh, it worked it worked mm, that's really nice news that the outcomes are there for you you can see them and feel them working yeah so if we we kind of Now that you you kind of have that experience I'm aware that you've taken that out into the community um because mental health in India there's a real problem there isn't there for for the citizens of India mental health is a problem all over the world mental yes. health does not have to do with a country it has to do with mankind yes and if you're a human being you're you're going to have mental issues because the root problem of all the problems including physical problems uh is your mind and now these mm-hmm. doctors have been uh, talking about that even cancer and things which we think are very physical in nature 
have their root in the mind mm. now i'll i'll be i'll just give you some statistics you see there's been an exponential rise in mental health issues in the last few years and in the next few decades i see them you know really 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 bursting uh, exponentially on the top uh, so much so that after covid things have become even worse after covid mm. and one thing the government of india has done very well is that in the union budget of 2022 finance minister uh, nirmala sitaraman has uh, uh, recognized Uh, the importance of mental health and she has allocated 80 million dollars wow. specifically yeah. uh, which is around 670 crores only directly to be spent on mental health care now glennis the amount may not be too much for a country like india but what the good thing is that as a country as a whole uh, we have realized and you know uh, we have realized that a uh, mental problem is a big problem yes. the earlier earlier budgets were if you remember 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago health problems meant heart attacks obesity uh, you know things like that uh, aids but uh, <clears throat> all over the world now they are realizing and the doctors that the mind has to play a very big role in health and most disease are psychosomatic which means the mind controls the body yes and therefore the mind needs to be addressed more than anything else mm. Mm. well that's that's really good news that all of that um money is going towards helping people with mental health issues the well-being of of the citizens which is great because that was one of my questions you know how is the government supporting um supporting indians yeah another so thing, another thing another thing lenis if uh, i may add it so the 3d's have exponentially in- increased all over the world d number 1 divorce rates yes d number 2 domestic violence and d number 3 depression mm. so people are unhappy the happiness index is not increasing it's decreasing and uh, with technology and with uh, uh money and uh, affluence it was supposed to increase the happiness quotient but it's not so somewhere we still need to figure out as as mankind as the human race as the homo sapien race where are we going and if we are going in the right direction or not mm-hmm. and even though all over the world now we have uh, a lot of rich people the number of billionaires have increased billionaires have increased uh, everything has increased as far as the materialistic uh, things are concerned but are we truly happy uh, are we truly uh, you know enjoying life um, that is a question which we must ask ourselves and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why Mm-hmm. every week in our country we have one celebrity suicide every week and wow. last and as we speak the last four weeks we've had four celebrity suicides and the beauty of these suicides other than the that the number of suicides are, are increasing of course that is happening but what is alarming glennis is the age most of these people 
versus 20 plus, mm. 20 and 30, 20 and 35. So just imagine why would a 20 year old suicide? Yes, yeah. So what is happening in their world? Um, exactly. And another thing, these, 20, these people were not poor people. These were rich people. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they were doing well in their careers. So the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of research needs to be done on what kind of information, education we are giving the human race, our future generations. What kind of education is it being imparted in our schools, in our colleges, in our MBA colleges? I mean, do the Harvards and Stanfords, other than teaching what they teach, are they addressing a work-life balance? Are they teaching you how to be happy? Are they teaching you that, okay, if you want to be a Steve Jobs or a Bill Gates, fine. But then after a billion dollars, are you going to be happy? Mm. Or are you going to suffer from divorces and depression and, you know, ill health? So, a so lot maybe of that's something. Maybe that's something that needs to be taught at school, right? You know, in sort of the primary schools and secondary schools. Uh, what is it yes. to be happy? Yeah. Yes, Glenn is absolutely mm. right. So Ab you, you, you've hit the nail. You've hit the mm. nail. Um, Glennis, uh, as a race, we have to have big changes in our education system. Mm. And before we turn 16, happiness as a subject, uh, spirituality, happiness, and virtues like kindness, um, uh, you know, philanthropy, philanthropy, being good to others, all those things need to be taught and even practiced in our schools. Mm. That's how we're going to have a better planet, a happy planet. Yes. Children, all these things until they don't learn. Yes. And they, have, and they haven't learned in their times, in their school. Mm. So what we need is an all-round education in society, whether they're elders or whether they're children. Mm. Uh, just because people are old or mature in age does not mean that they are wise. No. Some, yeah, sometimes, children, yeah. sometimes children are wiser. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't so, tell my children that. <laughs> so I consider the Millennium Z children to be much more smarter, much more informed and much more wise. But uh, like I said, that if we start uh, mental health, um, education in school or happiness education, um, it will go deeper. Mm. When, people, when people become older and they open businesses, they get married, they get into intimate relationships, uh, they will behave, act, conduct, in a better way if the school education has instilled that value system and virtue system inside them well. Mm. So uh, I'm very much for education of children as well as elders if that's required. Yes, yeah. And I, there's something that we discussed before is that you've been on um, a spiritual journey as well. 
uh, we did speak about this in in the last uh, podcast, but I can I can sense a real calmness about you while I'm talking to you. Uh, is that right? Am I sensing the right thing? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, I I I had the good luck, and uh, I'm thankful to my all my sufferings that my suffering pushed me towards finding out my true self, my true inner self. Uh, sometimes we call it God, sometimes we call it nature, sometimes we call it Atma in the Sanskrit tradition. And uh, I had the good luck of studying at least 40 to 50 enlightened masters, uh, especially of the East, uh, you know, right from Raman Maharishi, Vivekananda, uh, uh, Osho, uh, you know, the Bhagavad Gita of the Indian tradition, uh, the Buddhism, Hinduism, even Christianity and Islam, because I believe all religions are fantastic. They have a deep messages and um, given to us by enlightened masters. And we should read and, um, you know, uh, try to try to understand who we truly are. And once we understand that, we, we do become happy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why we become happy, because we realize that the whole planet is one. Uh, there is no separateness. Uh, we all exist as one unity, the entire planet, the entire human race. And therefore, the urge to compete, the urge to be jealous, anger, hatred drops once you realize that there is no difference between you and the other. There is no other. It's just you. There is only one energy as uh, you know. We a lot of religions believe only one energy you call it Allah, you call it, uh, uh, you know, God, you call it uh, Bhagwan, uh, all different religions, but they all talk about one super energy, uh, which exists, and we are all part of that. And so that, that uh, kind of super energy has affected the way that you live your life. Pardon me, Glynis? So the energy, yeah, yeah. the the super energy yeah. um, that your experiences has changed your life. Um, yes, I what yeah. I what has changed my life is that that I realized I'm not just the body and mind. There is something called the soul, and this soul is a part of the super soul, and uh, and uh, the super soul is all loving, and uh, you know uh, the. The issues I had with uh, other people, comparison, judgment, that has dropped because I've realized that within Glynis, it is the same super soul mm. as within Vishal, as mm. within each and every 8 billion human beings, the same super soul, same substance, same, same thing. The same thing exists in plants. The same thing exists in animals. So from a macro point of view, there is absolutely no difference between Glynis and Vishal. Mm. It's like uh, another example. Suppose you are made of gold and you're a bangle. You're a bangle of gold and I'm a bangle and I'm a necklace of gold. So even though you're a bangle and I'm a necklace, we both are made of gold. Yes. Yeah. Our shape may be different, but the substance, the substrate, the essence the quintessential essence within us is the same, gold. In this case, the super soul, 
super energy also known as god it's the same Mm. That's the connectiveness with everyone. That is the connectiveness, and uh, mm. Linus, I can. It's such an interesting field. I can talk about so many things, but that will take so much time. You know, there is no space and time. Also, uh, you know, you and I are connected, even though you and I are what six thousand, seven thousand miles apart. But as far as uh, the super soul is concerned, there is no distance, and therefore. things like uh, uh hypnotherapy reiki and so many of these alternate uh, things work because physically there's distance but in the dimension of the super soul there is no distance and there is no time mm. but these mm. topics are very <laughs> very intellectual and i don't i don't want to yeah. get into them because i can go for days on them and it might become a, a diversion but the point is that yes uh, Uh, every human being is uh, special and connected you and i are connected and you know you must have heard of the theory of entanglement they have just found the scientists have found that they took i think two atoms or quarks or whatever in 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 the sun in switzerland and they 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 they, they split it and they put it 14 miles apart and when they were changing one or uh, one atom or you know affecting one atom the other atom at the same time without any loss in time was also undergoing the same change mm. it's called the theory of entanglement so mm. science is now discovering what spirituality has been talking about uh, yes. connectivity connectivity yeah. yeah everything is connected the trees the animals you and me the entire planet the whole human race everything is connected mm Yeah it's kind of fascinating I could not tell you how many times I've been in a, an experience where I've either sat in a classroom or I've been um you know with a group of people and or even a single person and I've seen their energetic aura which kind of fascinates me because um it is something that I was not raised you know to think of auras and um as a child I could see them very very early on I mean I I can recall about the age of seven in a classroom and seeing uh, an aura around all the students that were in front of me, um, and thinking, "Wow, they're all angels!" <laughs> you know, they all have a halo. <laughs> and then later wow. on, to to realize that um, that these are, uh, are auras, you know, which which is uh, kind of incredible because you can see them around trees as well. Um, yes. So yeah. Yeah. So I two understand. things. Number one is that uh, the greatest illusion in mankind is the illusion of separation. Mm. That's the greatest illusion. There is no separation at a at a at a particular level in a particular dimension. Uh, even though we feel there is separation of of uh, uh, distance between two two things, but there is no separation and. Uh, yeah so uh, once you realize this at some level inside your heart you feel much more happy and and relaxed because you realize that there is no use to be angry or resentful or jealous or any of the negative things because because there is no other whatever you are giving out 
ultimately comes back to you yeah. because you're all connected it's all connected yeah so giving out giving out negativity is like uh, you know getting it back it's like uh, uh so it's like uh, trying to give poison to somebody else and you know uh, uh, drinking drinking poison yourself and hoping the other will die anger yes. is like giving poison to yourself because anger affects you doesn't affect the other person mm. and you're hoping the other person will die <laughs> anger kills yeah. you jealousy kills you hatred kills you it doesn't kill the other person so so one must just uh, all the time constantly keep giving out uh, positivity and uh, uh, blessings and thank god and thank this energy for all the love and things it's given to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sounds really nice and and you you've popped uh this is this the workings that you've popped into your books uh is that the sort of the foundation of of them of your writing yes 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 okay. so i just i finished 10 books and all 10 fortunately wow. have been uh, amazon best sellers um so some wow. of the titles one book is called freedom from the monkey mind uh, where i've uh, given uh, in detail how the mind works and how you can uh, access it to calm it down and you know how you can uh, use it focus it so that's one title uh, the other is called kefi k e f i uh, this is a greek word uh, which means uh, exuberance enthusiasm passion and euphoria in this book i have spoken about 25 things i do every day to keep myself happy mm-hmm. because yeah. happiness is very very important for me and because of my suffering and struggle i've developed my own way to keep myself happy a third book i won't go through all the books but third book is called power of presence uh, in power of presence uh, i have created two characters one character is uh, the uh, elephant which is the guru and the parrot which is the disciple and uh, um, the parrot disciple asks one question to the guru on every page and the guru answers uh, uh, as uh, the, gives the answer to that spiritual question to the disciple oh nice so it's a conversation between a disciple and guru in the form of animal characters of an elephant called jumbo and a parrot called polly and what's the name of that book again the power of presence the power of presence okay 50 opportunities to awaken yourself that's the subtitle mm for all divine souls who are on a spiritual journey so so whatever i'm learning whatever i'm experiencing and giving back for me giving back to society to mankind is uh, my top priority right now clinis and i hope that through these podcasts which you're doing uh, you know we can reach out to as many people as we can yes and and i must say that um you know during the covid period i was a bit quiet on podcasting um which would have been a great opportunity to um 
to do more podcasts, but uh, I had my own sort of things happening during that time. But so so now I'm back at it. And I thought, oh, Vichelle, it would be lovely to talk to you again, um, you know, about your journey. And and I had spoken to you sort of off and on the past couple of years and, and knew that you were writing more Um so, so what I might do, if it's okay with you, if you wouldn't mind sending me a list of your books and then if any of the listeners would like um, the list and they can go to Amazon to purchase the books, but if they scoot an email to admin at htcaus.com.au, then I can forward that list on uh, so that they could uh, have a little read of, of the, um, the books, you know, that you have. Yeah. And then choose which book they like from Amazon. I will do that. I will do that. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. Yes. So what's the future look like? What do you... The future looks uh, uh, both exciting and grim both at the same time. (laughs) 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 Um, Let me give you an example of... uh, let's, Let's take social media. I mean... Look at the wonderful changes social media has brought in our lives. Um, you know, we can now communicate with our loved ones uh, in, a, in a jiffy. Uh, we can see what other people are doing. Uh, it's amazing. But at the same time, uh, it has, uh, you know, brought in so much of uh, anxiety, depression, sleep disturbance, addiction, so many other things also. Yes. So yes. the point is that Nothing by itself is good or bad. Uh, It is what it is. Uh, What we human beings have to do is we have to learn, change, and adapt in such a way that we are able to harness the positive side of technology, medicine, whatever, and uh, and do away uh, with the negative side. Unfortunately, what is happening is that we are uh, at the moment even absorbing the negative side. Let's take an example of social media. Now, uh, I have realized eight eight different problems that this has created. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, so that you know the listeners can understand and appreciate that everything which is good. Is not always good if it's you know if it uh, has other things and we must be very careful how we're using it. Number one, anxiety. Everyone on social media has anxiety, uh, you know, because once they put their Facebook uh, photos, you know, their likes and the non-likes and the comments, and uh, you know what other people are doing, comparison, who's holidaying in Maldives, who's going to Switzerland, who's traveling to the United States, you know, so anxiety yeah. comparison. Second, depression, because you aren't having as much fun as the people on social media. So even though we don't know the other side of those people having fun, we don't know, but we only see the good side. People don't post their bad side. They only post the good side. So depression. Third, low self-esteem, constant comparison that, you know, that person has a big car, has a good vacation, is having food here, expensive restaurants, expensive clothes, and I don't have that enough. Mm. Fourth, sleep disturbances. Uh, and you know, Glennis, even I have sleep disturbances. Even I'm a semi-addict, I must confess, because we all are in certain ways. Uh, at night, sometimes when I get up to go to the washroom, I actually check my phone. 
and uh, it's not pleasant but uh, you know maybe i also need to uh, you know go for a little de addiction but sleep disturbances is happening people now mm. uh, spend uh, nights uh, on their screens then you have fomo fear of missing out so you know uh, if somebody some if some uh, event is happening or people are traveling somewhere then you have fear that people are having too much fun going to places and you aren't having fun uh, social isolation now the best friend of man is no more the dog it's your mobile yes. phone it's become yes. a machine it's, it's no more that it's no more the dog <laughs> that is that's fascinating i i hadn't thought of that before um because i'm an animal lover and i'm wow now that you um yeah you've really intrigued me there mm. so and i must tell you this has happened to me when people wake up and i'm sure the audience uh, resonates with this when people wake up nowadays in the morning the first thing they find they try to find it yes is their mobile phone yeah and if they can't find it for one minute they go into a panic yeah and then <laughs> if if you're someone that loses the mobile phone um around no. the house fairly often then you have no. a phone an iphone no. i'm sorry an <laughs> apple watch that says hey sorry find my phone and then the apple watch will find your phone yeah. so yes i um i get that you know this is really um uh, the with whatsapp I, i must tell you what well, i've been speaking more and more to people on whatsapp because you know um there's more of an international connection now and what i was finding is that uh i would be pinged you know in australian time say midnight and i thought yeah. oh my goodness um somebody wants to talk to me so you know they yes. might be in india or dubai or singapore i must answer them because that's polite to answer them you know so i would right. be answering it at uh, midnight and i thought to myself after whether no i cannot be doing this so you know you can put like a focus on your iphone now during this time it's do not disturb between this and this time so i started that as a practice but another yeah. thing a friend of mine um uh was in a you know sort of a group relationship with a, a few of few girls and they're all chatting right. and uh she's more of a facebook user than than what i am and somebody in the group uh, uh took offense to something that she had said and blocked her and it was almost a you know a really deep discussion around why did that other person block me on social yeah. media it really hurt my feelings and and you know it takes us back to the good old days when you had a phone and it, and it was ringing you know it was too big to carry around and you'd pick it up yeah. and say hello <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah it it has interfered with our lives in a big way um emotions especially glennis emotions trauma yeah yeah see, i know i know people who've been friends for 20 years thick friends but now on whatsapp groups they are arguing on politics and sports and religion and uh, people are breaking off on whatsapp they having long term uh, relationships which uh, they've never met so so human beings are being challenged emotionally very much due to social media mm-hmm. because the amount of information uh they are getting and responding the human mind and body was not designed for so much mm. i really feel that technology has overtaken the human ability 
to change. Mm. Uh, earlier, when we had the normal phones, we would get two or three messages or information which would trouble us or make us happy. Now we get 100 a day. Yeah. 100. Mm. From groups, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, so many, so much. Yeah. And, and all the so information much. isn't accurate. So we're getting, we're driven by, um, we're, we're perceiving, which I guess we do anyway, don't we? But but the information isn't accurate that's coming through to us. So if we look at things like um, Instagram and Facebook, and you were saying before that, um, you know, the, the person that is doing the posting is posting something that's happening that looks good. But, but they could be inside, um, you know, wanting connection with other people. Uh, or, you know, there's this hidden side possibly to the person that's posting. It's a possibility, you know. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yes, what you see on WhatsApp and Facebook and social media is not the truth in the sense that somebody could be posting a photograph on a beach having fun when that person is miserable, actually. Yeah. And to hide his or her misery she's just posting a fake photo of her having fun when she's not having fun. Mm. But uh, the people who see those photographs, the hundreds of people, they feel that she's having fun and they are not having fun. And uh, that puts them in a spot of a little depression or, you know, sadness, mm. which, which accumulates, builds up over time and time and builds up until you start feeling miserable about yourself your life compared to others. Yeah, yeah. So it is an addiction. So we have something, you know, extra to contend with. Um, we have a new addiction which has, which has, um, which is a sum total of all the other addictions. The addiction of constantly checking your mobile phone your social media uh, is worse than the addiction of drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, all put together. Mm. This is what I feel because I know and I myself uh, uh, am experiencing the need, compulsive need to check every few seconds, every few minutes, what's happening, what's happening, who's saying what, what are they doing? Who commented on my photo? Who liked my photo? Who, you know, is doing yeah. what, where? Continuously throughout the day, 24 hours. Yeah. Now, you can't, you can't drink 24 hours. You can't smoke 24 hours. You can't uh, do drugs 24 hours. But you can keep checking your messages. Yes, all the time, all the time. Yeah. So yeah. it has happened to me that uh, when I have parties at home, I I welcome the guests with a tray where they have to put their mobile phone inside on the tray and yeah. leave the mobile phone. Yeah. And Glennis, and, uh, it's very funny, but uh, within 15 to 20 minutes, some of the guests start twitching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> and they start begging to me to give back their mobile phones. It's happened. It's happening. It's, I mean... 
is very funny and when i see such things and i'm included okay i'm not saying i'm holier than thou and you know i'm not experienced i'm human also maybe a little less the addiction but it's there and uh, within one hour i can tell you 90% of the guests have requested for their phones back yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> one hour they could not remain without their phone it's uh tied to our it's tied to us i i'm i'm sitting here at the moment i'm looking onto my right hand side and guess where my phone is it's within <laughs> a, you know a hand away so yeah. yeah 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 so the phone has become an extension of the body the social media has become an extension of the body and our you know mind it now stores a lot of things it's giving us a uh, uh, live stream information uh, whatever we could do with the hands and stuff like this it's uh, being able to do now communication storing of data taking of pictures uh, emailing so much so we have to be we have to use it in a very very judicious and aware manner otherwise uh, cleanliness mental issues are going to explode through the roof this this probably sounds like i'm a bit of a negative nancy but i i don't think the phone's going anywhere in fact i think the phone is is going to be faster it's going to become more exciting more apps um yeah the development of the phone yes. is just going to continue and Absolutely. the consumer will just yes. lap it up because i found myself every time a new iphone uh, you know was um released i would think wow what is it that iphone could do that the one i haven't you know so that, that i have at the danger. moment yeah Linus, so what i've done danger. i agree i just go no i'm not a phone is a phone so i've i have the danger uh, I I, the danger is that the technology is continuously increasing yes and the human ability to absorb and assimilate and use it remains the same yeah so now what we are trying we are we are trying to now absorb more and more see more and more which we can't after a certain level we only have 18 hours or 20 yeah. hours 4 hours yeah. of sleep 6 hours of sleep now in 18 hours you can't do so many things you can't read so many messages it's impossible so we will have to therefore learn to filter things we will have to learn to filter what we will use not use and we will have to have timings for example i have a time in the evening half an hour where i don't do anything but social media so i at that time answer my mails answer the whatsapp messages but i have stopped doing it every 5 minutes every 10 minutes so discipline a slots to use it stuff like that so this is what we'll have to learn and change about ourselves yeah yeah you know even uh, now that you're saying that even i thought you know during the covid i thought to myself during covid i'm going to meditate more and uh i make sure i make the practice every morning so i don't get up and the first thing i would do would be turn my phone on to a meditation <laughs> app <laughs> to do, to use a meditation app to um to meditate and then after all i thought what am i doing 
I've meditated for years and prayed for years and not needed an app <laughs> to, to do it. It's already built into me. So I, I've stopped doing that. But that's that's kind of, uh, yeah, I just sort of had a bit of a giggle to myself and thought, Glennis, we need to stop, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah. Well, th- we this need to have been... more human interaction. You know, I, yeah. I have been trying that, which what me, what that means is that instead of talking to people on the phone, I nowadays uh, like to meet them in reality, you know, yeah. especially if they are our neighbors or, you know, uh, friends and uh, family. So the human interaction, human touch is going. I've yeah. seen people don't touch another human being for days. because People need touching. people. Yeah. yeah. People need people. Absolutely. Mm. You need the because we are, we are a social, we are social animals. Yeah. And yeah. that is what the mental issue is about. That if we become lonely to ourselves with, with both our hands on the machine known as the computer or the phone or the iPad, it makes us less human. Yes. Yeah. It makes us it makes us miserable. It makes us more like machines. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. And we are much more fun. We are much more fun. As I, you know, I mean, I would, uh, I would rather spend time with another human being, chatting and looking at that person, and maybe you know, holding hands or giving warm hugs, rather than sit alone, um, you know, on a sofa or a couch texting. and just, uh, and just, mm. just texting. The human touch is going, and human touch is very important for healing. You know, you know about that, Glennis. How yeah, much absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so so many changes and uh you know when now the question is whether we uh, were designed for so many changes and whether we can adapt adaptability is important as you know Glennis, because the dinosaurs died not because they were not strong or big they died because they could not adapt to the changing environment mm. so the million dollar question which the audience must think over it's food for thought were human beings designed for so much technology and so fast change in technology? And will we be able to adapt to the change? Mm. And what is our what is our adaptation? What are we prepared to do? Um, like we've we've already discussed moment, some of the things. Moment, moment Glynis learns, moment Glynis learns all the applications of iPhone 10. Ah. Moment. <laughs> Moment she does, yeah. Oh, I finished with iPhone 10. The next day, iPhone 11 comes out, and Glynis then learns all the new apps of iPhone 11. And the moment she finishes, iPhone 12 comes out. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're not going any further <laughs> because every iPhone that, that um, they release is uh, kind of the same in a way, but uh, it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> So I'm happy with what I have. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for the lovely conversation. And I just would really appreciate that list if I could. Um, And I'll, uh, you know, I pop this as we're talking about social media. I pop the, the mention of the podcast on our student forum, which we have now, and also Facebook and Instagram, and, uh, <laughs> and yes, I know. Uh, so and also my website. So it, it does go out into the world 
through IT, yes, yes. <laughs> via yes, IT. Yes, yes, yes. No, that, yeah. that's the good part of social media. We must use it, yes. Yes, yeah. So it helps everyone <laughs> that way. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for the lovely conversation. And as usual, um, there's always insight and I appreciate it, yeah. So what I will do, Glynis, I will email you with all the titles of my books and uh, 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 any, any of the audience, uh, the listeners would like to contact me or, you know, about the books or anything else dealing sure. with the, the, the mental aspect or would like to talk to me also uh, um, right now I, I i even counsel but all the counseling right now is free uh, for, because uh, i i'm in a stage where i'm giving back so anybody wanting to talk through whatsapp wanting to write wanting to understand um, you're most welcome and um, and i must uh, before you know we we close i must say Glennis, that uh, the world is a much better place because of you. Oh, and for sure, that's the, really lovely, and you too. I mean, and the work which you are doing, the work which you are doing, needs to be encouraged. Uh, you're a lovely soul, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you know all our listeners and people all over the world uh, will be benefited by all the lovely work you're doing. Oh, so thank, thank you. you for being there, Glennis. Thank you for being there. And thank you for sharing and uh, having me on the show. Hypnotherapy Training College Australia. It was amazing. My name's Erin Shelley and I'm doing the diploma in clinical hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. I'm Renee Tate and I'm um, just doing the diploma in clinical hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. It's been awesome. I've had such a good week. A lot of individual training, great content, uh, lots of practical experience. Thoroughly enjoyed doing the online part of it. The assessment process was really easy. Really a, a lovely week. Amazing. Face-to-face training was really, really important for me. Uh, I feel like the support um, from the college has been great. It's been a, a great experience. I've had an all-round good time with the, with the whole experience. Yeah, it's just nice to have someone on the other end that actually cares um, rather than feeling like you're just a number. To face my own confidence and to know that I have the ability to actually go out and practice hypnotherapy. Can't wait to get started. Yeah, I know I can go into private practice now with this diploma. Hypnotherapy Training College Australia, where we really care about our students.